Talk to me no matter what you feel. Hi, my name's Scott Anderson. You've reached my podcast. It is my first, no, second podcast of the month of December 2023. Seems like just yesterday we were talking January 2023. My, how fly times when you uh, reverse things. Today's podcast, as always, is brought to you by two sponsors. The first sponsor is the novel, Danny and the Corporate Ladder, now available as an audiobook, ebook, and paperback. Go to your favorite store, pick up a copy, start a family Christmas tradition, try to train a flying snapping turtle. Danny and the Corporate Ladder, available now. The other sponsor is Creative Technology and Innovation, a company built around the concept of helping organizations make better decisions. Longtime sponsor of the Society of Dead Teachers. Again, I've talked about that many times. I will talk about it again. Creative Technology and Innovation. So today, I'm doing a rather positive uh, post on a negative topic. Uh, The negative topic is climate change. um, And the positive spin of it is the technology is here. We can now legitimately say that there is technology that will help us reduce the impact of climate change in the next five years that we can do. Um, I'm tired of the economic crap. I'm tired of the the stupid illogical fantastomagorical uh, crap arguments. So there's positive. We can go forward. There is a way. Um, the reality is we can, in fact, uh, begin to impact the climate of this world and make the world a better place for everyone. Um, one of the big cool things, and I, I listened to a green tech uh, conversation. It was an excellent conversation. One of the interesting things was, you know, taking old, abandoned, no longer used mines um, and actually fill them up with water and do heat transfer out of that mine uh, to power the area around the old mine. Now, think about what else that means. If that mine is old and abandoned, it means that all those miners no longer have jobs. So if we're able to create a situation where we can convert an area into green energy, right, reduced carbon impact for the, for the, the houses and the power that they're using, and at the same time turn around and give those people a new job, green energy technician, that is a wonderful thing, right? That is technology doing what technology is designed to do, aid and, aid and improve the lives of humans, that's what the dream of technology and the dream of technologists is. Um, I do, however, get concerned because I listen to the really bad anti-climate change arguments, right? You know, well, they called it global warming. Yeah. The Earth in the last five years has set the five consecutive av- highest average temperatures for measured time. Okay, look, that's not more than 200 years. That's 150 years. But there have never been hotter years in the last five years globally. That's the entire world. This is a global problem. Climate change is not a uh, regional problem or a, uh, you know, um, Manchuria problem one day a week. It's uh, every place on earth every day of the year. 150% of the time. 
So the reality of the, you know, it's called global warming and it's, you know, the world's not warmer. Well, the reality of climate change is, and it's not a scientist changing things in order to, to finesse the data to fit the reality. It's the reality of climate change. I don't understand how people don't get this. If it's hotter in the Gobi Desert than it ever has been, it's going to be colder somewhere else. That energy you know, energy created must be consumed. And the consumption of hot results in cold. That's just the way the world works. That's just the way the laws of physics work. That's just the simplicity of weather. And it is so boring to listen to it. The other two big arguments I hear, and they it makes me sad because they're both uninformed. Um, and, and uninformed upsets me as a former teacher. I, I understand the reality of people not wanting to hear facts. That's one thing. But when someone doesn't have exposure to the facts at all, that's another thing. That one worries me and bothers me because that says as an educational system, as a, as a preparing human beings to be decent people, we failed. Right? That's, that's a failure of the educational system. If you don't pick up books and look at them and go, I should read that, that's a failure of the educational system. You know, you've got to love adding information and knowledge and, and, and way, you've got to become a lifelong learner. It's the only way that the world will be effective in the long run. But anyway, the, the arguments, you know, climate change is, is used to be called global warming. Now it's called climate change. Well, the reason it's called climate change is that people arguing against global warming would argue that the average temperature in Poughkeepsie, New York, is one degree lower this year than last year. Who cares about Poughkeepsie, New York? Well, that doesn't sound good, does it? I care about the people of Poughkeepsie, New York, but I don't care about their average temperature because it's not their average temperature that we're worried about. It's the temperature of the globe that is a, Celsius, a degree Celsius warmer than it should be, that we want it to be, then ultimately human beings can survive. So we, you know, we want to we avoid the climate change argument. Another argument that I constantly hear is that, oh my God, you can't deploy solar panels because they've got toxic chemicals in them. Well, okay, folks, here's the reality. They are sealed toxic chemicals. Um, they last the life of the solar panel, which is anywhere from 20 to 25 years. So they're not going to be released. And those toxic chemicals in those uh, 12, 14, 20 solar panels on your roof total up less toxicity than one month of a coal-fired power plant. In fact, less than one week of a coal-fired power plant's pollution. So, you know, let's, let's, let's be fair, right? If that total amount is less than produced by a week of a coal-fired plant, and that lasts more than 25 years, well, first of all, you're assuming that in 25 years, we won't have a way to dispose of that effectively or reuse it effectively, which is a bad assumption. Um, it's just silliness. The other one, and, and I, I'm, I'm appalled to say that the, a former president of the United States continues to use this particular one against wind turbines. I don't understand where this information comes from. Wind turbines do, in fact, kill birds. There's no question that wind turbines kill birds. Um, but, by the way, so do glass windows. Um, and, you know, both of those, at a, at a, and so, so, by the way, do skyscrapers. And so, by the way, do uh, large towers named after former presidents kill birds. Um, at about the same rate, by the way, large towers named after former presidents uh, and wind turbines uh, kill at about the same rate. Uh, 
it's an unfortunate reality. Birds fly into things. They die. That's a terrible thing. But, you know, the reality is if you truly are a bird lover and you, you're you not doing wind turbines and solar power because it's going to impact the birds, you're not doing the birds a service. Because there's something human-related that kills more birds in a year than skyscrapers, homes with big bay windows, and wind turbines combined kill birds. Those combined probably kill between 2.3 billion and 2.6 billion birds per year. The biggest killer of birds generating three times or more, actually more than three times, almost five times, the number of killed birds is domestic or previously domestic or now feral cats. The reality of the world is that feral cats kill more birds than skyscrapers plus wind turbines every day of the week. So you freaking love birds. I understand that. It's a great thing. If you love birds, you go to your state legislature and you start arguing with them or you go with your regional government and you start arguing that cats should not be out loud outside without leashes. I live in part, a part of the U.S. where we've had a leash law for, for 25 years. A leash law quite simply says you cannot take your dog outside. If your dog is outside without a leash, you'll get a ticket. It's against the law. You're breaking the law, allowing a dog outside without a leash. Now, if you have a fence, obviously, you're allowed to let your dog outside freely. But if that dog is outside in a yard without a fence and you don't have a leash on him, you're breaking the law. The same thing should be done for cats. Let's put cats in the same prison dogs are. They should not be allowed to roam freely. They kill too many birds. The reality of climate change, guys, is that it's available, fixable now. We have the technology. We can do it. It's in my article. I spent a lot of time with it. But the beauty of where we are right now is that we can fix the problem. We simply need to stop the bad arguments, stop the gobbledygook arguments, and start solving the problem. My name is Scott Anderson, and you've reached my vehement blog or podcast, uh, December 2023.